Welcome to the North Seattle College Parent Education Podcast, and thank you for being here because this podcast is designed just for you. We know that parenting takes a village, and we're here to help. Tune in while you're working, driving, even cooking, and we'll provide you with valuable information each episode to support you as a parent. North Seattle Cooperative Preschools are held at 12 different locations for ages infant to five years, plus a kindergarten class, online classes, and other community sites. And remember, we're always enrolling. Thanks for tuning in today. And now, here's your host, Tanya Hino. Welcome to Parenting Takes a Village. Today, our guest is Emily Bradley. Emily is an educator, facilitator, entrepreneur, and mother. For nearly a decade, she has been a parent education instructor with North Seattle College. In this role, she's committed to building communities of support and empowering families to find their own path through parenting. She teaches and learns alongside parents and their children in the Seattle Co-op preschools, as well as family shelters for families experiencing homelessness. In 2016, she opened the doors to the Little Fish Swim School, pairing her work in child development and her long time expertise in helping children learn to love and be safe in the water. With two Seattle locations, the swim school serves more than 300 swimmers of varying abilities a year, guiding them to face their fears in water and carry that confidence into the world. Emily holds a BFA in theater, education, and psychology. Emily's biggest gift is building connection and comfort for all she encounters. When not teaching in the pool or classroom, you mostly find her chasing her three boys around shoreline or working on her own mindfulness practice, grounding her in growing as a parent. Emily is here to talk to us about how to deal with the fear and children. Welcome, Emily, to Parenting Takes a Village. Thanks for having me. So tell us, what's your experience in the co-op system? Um, was a co-op parent for my twin toddlers a million years ago. And I am actually now, thanks to the pandemic, have the opportunity to be a co-op parent again for my youngest who in a four to fives class. Thank goodness. And I also um, have taught parent education with the co-op system for eight years now, I believe. I always tell people I'm embarrassed for my former self because I taught parent education before I was a parent and it was so cringeworthy. And now that I am a parent, teaching parent education is, um, well, it's a it's a humbling experience and it's an interesting experience and a passion of mine, so. Yeah, Emily, thank you for bringing that up. I always say, I'm a better therapist now and parent educator after having my children. I admire parents so much now and all the things that we have to do as parents and juggle. It's tough. Yes, all the time. And in so many facets of ourselves, we're challenged both as we try and help our kids get what they need, but also in the way that they challenge our own, you know, DNA for the things we've been through and trying to figure out what parenting solution feels right because you know there isn't one book for everybody and there isn't one method for everybody and there isn't one way to do it so i feel like that's our job as parent educators is more of helping as an ambassador towards people's instincts it's just us helping them advocate for their family and what their family needs right what their instincts are yeah exactly i am excited that you're going to talk to us about dealing with fears also another hat you wear is that you have a swimming school 
I do. I, I have taught swimming lessons for many, many years. Um, when I lived in Los Angeles, I taught in people's backyard Beverly Hills pools. I worked for a service sort of alongside that of my career in um, child development and parent ed. And when we moved to Seattle, we bought a house with a pool and I've been teaching swimming lessons in the backyard for six or seven years. And it's it, I can't tell you how well it meshes with my work in parent education because so many parents are have very big feelings about learning to swim or have very big feelings about their children's feelings of learning to swim. So we face a whole lot of fears in and out of the water. I often say work with more parent education in the summertime yes. than I do during the school year where I teach parent education. But now that I do swimming all year long, um, we're doing we're doing it all the time. And it's the perfect person to talk to us about fear and how how do we help our children to deal with these fears? But because it's normal, right? kids are going to have fears when we don't master things when they acquire an ability or they don't know something then we all have fears we don't are, we don't want our kids to hurt or be in pain or they we want them to be happy yeah how can we help our kids i talk to children and parents all the time about the excitement of a fear because a fear is an opportunity mm -hmm. and it's such a beautiful gift to have something that we hesitate with something that makes us afraid because mm -hmm. it's this opportunity to find bravery yeah and often what we need and when it comes to parenting or teaching swimming is that we need an ambassador through the fear yes um, we need a parent who's not gonna hold us to shy away from something that we're afraid of, but that's going to help hold our hand as we go through that fear out the other side. And I was telling you before we started, there is nothing that is more beautiful to me than helping a child through a fear to the other side. And so viscerally, that's the experience for many kids of going underwater. Exactly. And when I teach swimming, I go underwater with a child every time they go under. It's as much about connection and attachment uh, for me in dealing with fear in children in the pool as it is for helping parents um, help kids with fear and attachment as they work through an experience that's overwhelming for a child. Oh, that's wonderful. And I love, Emily, how you put it, an ambassador. So tell me how would that look for a parent of a child that's having fears? You know, I think there is there's such an instinct for us as parents to want to make things okay and to take them to the next level and or avoid the thing that feels nervous or overwhelming. There's also a temperament trait in which many children don't like to do things until they know they're good at them. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be a novice. It's yeah. hard to not know what you're doing. Um, and so we get to be with a child as a parent and empathize with the feelings that they're having, right? But also say, and still we do this anyway. We're going to do it with you and we're going to do it together. And then we get to have this magic celebration yeah. about what it was like to go through that fear. Wonderful. And that way we don't rob our kids from experiencing that success, that accomplishment of accomplishing fear and working through it. Right. Such an amazing experience to feel self-accomplishment. It really mm -hmm. is. And so often 
both in parent education and my teaching and also in working with children through fears in the pool, we, we realize that our own experiences as parents are triggered when our children have fears. So very, very often it's a reflective experience where we can take mindful breaths and moments to acknowledge what's being triggered for us as parents and then separate our learned experience from a child's. I can't tell you how many kids I worked with in the pool and mom is standing on the side. And at the end of the swim lesson, I say to mom, so tell me what it was like when you learned to swim. And they're like, somebody threw me in a pool and I, I never could get to the side. And it was this traumatic thing. And without even meaning to, our own fears can, can you know, be our child's experience. So yeah. we have to work through it all. That doesn't mean a, a parent has to get over it and put it aside. No. It's this beautiful opportunity for a parent and a child to work through fears together. So exactly. And best thing to do then work through fear. Right. Is fear a bad thing? No. Oh, gosh, no. It's a beautiful opportunity. And such, it's a touchstone and a gift. It gives us a chance to slow down and step carefully, but continue our walk, um, you know, in a forward moving way. Um, I've talked to so many people over the years who, especially in regards to learning to swim, they're waiting for their child to decide they're ready. It, it's really hard to be ready for something that you, you don't know. And sometimes the unknown is the scariest, most fearful thing. Yes. So instead of waiting for a child to decide they're not gonna be afraid, mm -hmm. it's best for us to work and hold their hand and figure out how to show them through that fear towards what lies on the other side. Give us an experience of when you help through a child deal with this fear. I know that you mentioned a little bit, but I just, how was that feeling and how how did the parent and the child responded? Yeah, it's, a, I mean, I've been teaching swimming for 20 years, so I get to do it a lot, um, but it's, it's a beautiful gift to watch a child explore their own experience in the water. And they're often so hesitant, both because it's kinesthetic and it's visceral and we're feeling it with all parts of our bodies and our brains have a disconnect from our body when it comes to fear. Children either seem to experience fear physically or they experience fear in their mind and then their body shuts down in response. So I have had the wonderful experience and it's especially rewarding for me to work with older children who haven't learned to swim because of the fears that have evolved over the course of time. And sometimes those fears come from a difficult experience, you know, um, an accident or something that happens in the water, or even just the idea of doing this out of our comfort zone. So some of my most beautiful um, experiences have been with kids who are older and yeah. have not tested their own limits. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, with a three-year-old, we can make it fun and play, go underwater together and go through it. But with an older child, I need to help them try yeah. and give them the opportunity and the boundaries and the structure yes. that says we are going to try. And the beautiful gift of a child who is seven or eight or 10 or 13 and has never walked through the fear of the water and is able to try 
and find themselves enjoying the water for the first time, it's like, oh, gives me goosebumps. That's marvelous. That must be very rewarding as a so, parent educator and a teacher. Yeah. It's just amazing and see them succeed. Yeah. Well, and I think that the best form of success is for is this is the experience that the child feels of getting from one side of fear to the other and looking back on it. And the number of times I talked to parents and children about how nervous we were and how proud we now feel or how brave we now feel, mm -hmm. we get to take that experience into all of life's things. Yeah. Like going to kindergarten, what the heck is it going to look like? It's yeah. so scary. But if we learn to swim, that yeah. was scary. And we came out, we survived. <laughs> what, what a wonderful experience to, to go through that together as a family. Right. And there's lots of really wonderful resources for people who are interested. Um, yes, share your wisdom. I love the book called The Opposite of Worry by Lawrence yes. Cohen. We read that as a faculty a while ago. And it's just such a, you know, he also wrote Playful Parenting. Mm -hmm. And it's a great opportunity for parents to help children through anxiety in a playful way um, and set the structure of moving incrementally forward through fears. Um, I love the book called I Can Do Hard Things by Gabby Garcia, yes. which is about mindful affirmations of when things are tough. Yes. And how we can we can try them, we can do them, and we can ask for help while we're learning. Yes. So that's a children's book that I absolutely love. Um, that's wonderful. I love Laura Markham's blogs. She has a wonderful referencing website with lots of really great searchable tools. Wonderful. Learning with Emily Bradley. Come, come swim with me. We Fear. With <laughs> so you're a mom of three and you work and you have a swimming school. What kind of wisdom do you have and how do you do it? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, you know what? It's funny because the first thing that comes to mind, Tanya, is the very title of this podcast, which is parenting takes a village. <laughs> my life takes a village. There is not one day that my husband and all of the magical people in my community don't help me and help my family take it one step at a time. Um, I, you know, I rely so heavily on the people around me who help me do all of the things and keep me accountable and um, do everything from helping me microwave chicken nuggets to um, helping people take a break or as we call it in my house, separate time. Yes. A little overwhelmed. We all take a little separate time. Yes. <laughs> Love the separate time with quotation marks. With, with quotation, quotation marks. You can't see that on the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> Who needs a little separate time? Mama, mama needs a little separate, separate time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little break. So yeah, it's all hands on deck. I have twin 10-year-old boys and a five-year-old boy. I often say I live in a mosh pit. Um, and it's very fun and exciting and exhilarating and wild. And it's also so exhausting. It's yes. Yeah. Parenting is exhausting. And that's why we need a village. We do, we do, we need a village. We can't do it by ourselves. We're not meant to do it by ourselves. No. So much of our job as parent educators is reminding our individualistic American culture I that know. other cultures are used to parenting as a village. And how do we build this new multicultural village in where we are at now so that we can learn from others and what their experiences are and also 
hold each other up because it's exactly. a very hard time. Don't be afraid, talking about fear, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. It's, it's okay to ask for help. You know, we can't do this alone. It's okay to cry, call a friend and cry. And that's why parent education and co-op system is so amazing because we create this little village of support system and lifetime friends. Right. And what we know of, you know, psychologically is that when we give others the opportunity to help us, we feel so much more connected and purposeful and powerful. So when you are having a hard time and you reach out to someone else, you give them a beautiful gift and the opportunity to be of service. And I can't tell you how beautiful it is to feel of service. Exactly. We are afraid to ask for help because we don't want to look weak, right. that we can't don't have it all together. And right. it's okay to ask for help. I'm, I'm so honored honored to get to talk to you all and um, a gift to be with you. And it's a gift to get to share my passions. And I hope I haven't said too many words all at once in a jumble, but it's really exciting times. And it's a time when we're all facing so many fears in the world of pandemics and school and everything. And so it's, I think it's a poignant talk. We all have fears. Thank you, Tanya. Thanks for your time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Parenting Takes a Village. Because it does! We can't do it alone. Emily was here talking to us about how to face our fears and how to help our children face their own fears. Remember, fears are part of life and let's help our children move through them. It's okay. Fear is part of life. Do not be afraid of it. You're not alone on this. We are here to help. Please visit our website, North Seattle Cooperative Preschool. It's northseattlecoops.org. You will find how to register for online classes that can help you how to deal with fear and transitioning back to school. And another great class that's going on right now, and it's not too late to register, is Family Connectors University. It's an online class, and it's, if you have children in Seattle Public Schools, this is a class for you you'll be helping your children with hybrid learning and remote learning social emotional learning ideas for home becoming a supportive partner at your school helping your child with big emotion supporting your child with reading and math taking talking to your children about race racism and anti-racist actions this is a great class go to our website sign up for this class you do not have to be in the co-op system if you have children in the seattle public schools this is the class for you. You get credit and you learn how to navigate this complicated system of the Seattle Public Schools. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, parenting takes a village. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the North Seattle College Parent Education Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Visit our website for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about our upcoming events. See you next time.